0: Hey guys! So today, the honest, ugly truth is you want to be enough, but maybe you're afraid of letting yourself believe you are enough because you've been told you are not enough because only Jesus is. I'm going to bring you some quotes today from people who I asked what they think when they hear the phrase I am enough versus Jesus is enough. And we're going to give you some encouragement for those of you who feel attacked because you do believe that you're enough and we're gonna have three conversation starters for people who hate the phrase, I am enough. Hey, you lonely girl. I know you want to be happy and feel loved in your marriage. I bet you're discouraged and feel rejected with the silence, avoidance, and lack of communication. Hey, I'm Jennifer. I too have felt loneliness and disappointment, especially in my marriage. I wanted unity and honest conversation But the reality was nothing ever changed, but I kept trying harder because I was afraid to fail and disappoint God. But then I realized I couldn't disappoint God, and I found healing through honest communication with Him. This is the Honest Ugly Podcast where you will find grace, freedom, fulfillment, and joy as you grow in your friendship and intimacy with the one who knows your needs and meets them. Pull on your shoes, I'll grab my dog Mia, and let's go for a little walk in the sunshine. So, the honest, ugly truth is maybe you're just afraid of believing that you're enough. You know, I hear the word or I see it on social media, maybe on somebody's shirt. Mostly on social media, I see the phrase, I am enough. And every time I cringe, But I don't cringe because I'm disagreeing with them and I don't cringe because I feel combative and I have to come and explain to them that, oh, no, Jesus is enough. I cringe because I know that they're about to have a swarm of well-meaning Christians come in and tell them that they are not enough. And if maybe they're not, these Christians aren't brave enough to post it in a comment, then they're going to passively aggressive go to their social media wall and make some post about how we are not enough and that only Jesus is enough and I, I just cringe for these people. I just want to come and just say come here like I, I hear you I hear the word you're not saying. I hear why you believe I am enough and I want you to keep believing it no no matter what anybody else tells you. I when I see that I think, Well, when I see the Christians attacking the people who are saying I am enough, especially the Christians that are saying I am enough, I think, are we asking good enough questions here? Are we only focused on the black and white written word of the Bible about Jesus being enough? Are we actually hearing the identity that these people are are saying when they're saying I am enough. Are we listening? Are we hearing the heart? Are we just determined to speak and be heard and teach people what we think we know? So for me, I have the spiritual gift of faith. I I don't think I really realized how strong that was in me until just recently, but I can look back on my life and know that I seriously have the gift of faith. Like it it's pretty easy for me to take God at his word, but what's interesting is how the enemy attacks us in those gifts. Like I can see, I have the gift of faith, so the enemy continually attacked me with fears. Um, I, I can't speak into all the gifts, but I have the gift of encouragement, so the enemy would attack me with discouragement. I have the gift of hospitality, so I might be attacked in wanting to be isolated and not, not pour into people. Um, whatever your spiritual gifts are, I bet you can look back and see how the enemy attacked you in those areas. But what's interesting to me when I look at this, it's not really the enemy that has been doing most of the attacking in my life. It's It's the church people. It's the Christians. It's the ones who... Who are trying to teach truth, but are doing it in a place of knowledge about what God's word says versus a belief in their identity in Christ. For example, I believed that Jesus took my sin so I could become the righteousness of God. Right? I, I believe that I'm cherished and I'm valued and I'm his prize. I'm his inheritance. But when you walk in that belief, then I was often attacked being self-righteous, being accused of being prideful, um, being made to to believe or to being told to believe that no, you are a sinner. you are a wretched human being. There's no good in you. you can't trust your heart because there's no good in it. You're just a sinner saved by grace. And yes, I know I'm a sinner and I know that I will never be perfect on this side of eternity. But God's Word says that He sees us as righteous. But then the people are telling us, the church culture people, the Christians, me, I am church people, I am I am Christian, but the the ones who aren't walking in their identity are telling people that, no, you're just a sinner. Well, God's telling me I'm his righteousness and I'm his reward. I'm a royal priesthood. I, I'm valued and cherished. And then the people are saying, no, you're a sinner. There's no good in you. And so it's just this really struggle of walking in faith and believing what God says about you when all the voices when all the pillars of your foundation and the people who are speaking life and truth into you are saying that you can't walk in that belief you have to you have to remember who you are that you're a sinner but really we should be teaching people remember who you are remember whose you are remember what he's done for you and you are the righteousness of Christ So it's easy for me to believe, not easy, it's been a struggle, but like my natural belief when I'm not listening to any other voices except the Lord's, it's easy for me to believe that I'm accepted and that I'm the beloved, that I am approved and that I am worthy. But my life and the people in it have taught me that I have to earn approval, that I have to work and do right to be accepted. God says one thing. And then we have people saying another and, and the people that you're supposed to be trusting to lay a foundation for you, the people that are the pillars in your churches, the people that you want to submit to, that you do want to or I don't I don't know if you want to earn their approval, but the people that you want to please, yes, they're the ones teaching you God's word. Like how could how how do you wrestle that out? How do you walk in the truth of what God says when everyone in your life is is telling you something that feels in opposition to what God's word is really telling us. Like, we are the beloved. We are his righteousness. But then you have the people telling you, you are a sinner. There is no good in you. You must do this. You must do this. You should do this. You've got to do this or God will not be pleased with you. God is only pleased with you if this. God is only pleased with you if that. But that's not what my word says that I read. It says he is well pleased with us. He rejoices over us with singing. He searches the whole earth and he's looking for hearts devoted to him and he strengthens them. Like we have everything we need for life and godliness in Christ. That's what God's word is telling me. But then the culture is telling me, telling us that we have to do these other things. It's just hard. It's just hard to wrestle that out. I mean, I remember one time saying to someone, we have the same power in us that raised Jesus from the dead. We will do greater things than Jesus did when he walked on this planet. Okay, Because that's what God's word tells me. And I have the gift of faith, so I just take it at face value. But then when I say those things, like this one particular instance, I said that and, they looked right at me and said, "That is just pride and self-righteousness. How dare you think you're greater than the Master?" I'm like, "I'm not thinking I'm greater than the Master. I'm, I'm reading what God has spoken into us that we will do greater things. That we have the same power in us that raised Jesus from the dead." Like another example would be, you know, God tells us, he will tell us all kinds of mysteries we do not know. To me, that means he sent the Holy Spirit as our counselor and our helper to guide us into all truth, but then you have tell- people telling you that God does not speak to us apart from the Bible. and. And I'm thinking, well how, how does the Holy Spirit lead us into all righteousness and truth if he's only speaking to us when we read the Bible? I know that the Holy Spirit will never tell us anything that goes against God's word, but isn't that the point of him sending the Holy Spirit to be our helper and our counselor and our counselor to lead us into goddess and to guide us in truth and righteousness? He does speak to us and he he tells us all kinds of mysteries we do not know. And he doesn't just speak to us when we're reading the Bible, that's not the only place God speaks, but that's the culture that some of us are are living in. We want to believe that God is leading and guiding us, but then the culture of people that are supposed to be leading and helping us work out our salvation it is telling us that God doesn't speak to us and that you can only get your direction From the Bible. So, do you see where the struggle and the balance is? It's like we're afraid of believing what God's whispering into us because the culture is telling us, you can't believe that. That's not true. This is what God's word says. That takes me to today's topic about the phrase, I am enough. This phrase gets so much slamming and hopefully you're living in a place in your social media feed, this isn't that big of a deal. I hope it's not for you. But on my feed and my in my circle of people, it it seems to be a big deal. This I am enough. It's such a controversial phrase because we want to we want to attach it to self-love or I don't even know what everybody wants to attach it to, but I'm just going to pose to you today that what if the Christians that are saying, I'm enough, what if they really believe what God says about them? What if their identity is so solid in Christ that they already know they're approved? They already know they're accepted. They are walking in the freedom of who Christ says they are. They are walking in grace. They're not beating themselves up. They are being convicted and they are repenting and they were moving on and they are, they are not letting mistakes hinder their walk with Christ because they they have their full identity in Christ. It's solid. They don't they know they don't have to earn God's love. What if those what if that's the heart behind the people who are saying, I am enough, I love Jesus, but I am enough. I can approach Him because I am enough—not in my own ability, not in my own power—but because Jesus has made me enough. I can approach Him because I am worthy to praise Him because of because He took my sin, and I am the righteousness of God. So that I'm just so passionate today because I this battle that I see so often versus I am enough. No, you're not enough. I'll, you'll never be enough. Jesus is enough. It's just so frustrating. That me because I don't feel like we're hearing the hearts of the people that are saying it. I don't feel like we're listening to what's not being said. I feel like we just want to slam them with what we believe without really taking a step and, and seeing what our motive is. Like, where are we coming from? Are we frustrated with other people because they're not believing what we are, what we're believing? Because if that's true, then do we really believe Jesus is enough for us? We say Jesus is enough but we, we go around correcting everybody else, then do we really believe Jesus is enough? Because if we really believe Jesus is enough, then can't we give people space and grace to show up believing however they want to believe? We'll get to that in a minute. But right now, I want to step into some quotes that I took from an um, email I sent out to several people age range from like 17 years old up to way older. And I just want to read some of their quotes when I said to them, tell me what you think when you hear the phrase, I am enough. And tell me what you think when you hear the phrase, Jesus is enough. One friend said to say that I'm enough would mean that I lack nothing and I don't need to be refined, but yet I am dirty And I mess up daily, and I have struggles and wants and dreams. But they point me daily to the one that is enough, because Jesus is enough. He is the one I long for and search for and need every moment, because without him, I am broken and incomplete. Another friend said, I am enough because Jesus is more than enough. Another friend said, Jesus is enough to validate me. I love that. Jesus is enough to validate me. Another friend said, Jesus is enough for me, so I don't have to be something I am not. I don't have to be cleaned up or have anything put together. I don't have to have what our world makes us think we have to have. I don't have to be in a relationship or have my future planned out. I don't have to lean on myself. I love, I love these because it just shows me that people have really wrestled out what it means to be enough. And and they they might wear a shirt or they might put it on their Facebook, their social media, that I am enough. And do you hear the hearts behind it? They're not saying I'm all sufficient in myself in and of myself. They're saying, I am enough because Jesus has made me enough and we might not know this if we if we don't ask good questions, if we don't seek to listen and seek to understand the heart behind it. If we just take their phrase, I am enough at face value, then so many people get so combative and have to come back and say, no, you're not enough. Jesus is enough. But are you hearing them? They know that. They know Jesus is enough. Their identity is secure in what Jesus is saying about them. So listen to this quote from an 18-year-old. When I think of the phrases, I am enough... I always find myself thinking about how good our God is and that He says, I am enough, and through Him I can do all things. A good verse of Scripture I have really loved recently is Psalm 46.5. God is within her, she will not fail. This is a great example of how God calls us to higher standards, and with Him in me I am enough and can conquer anything with Him. I am enough because he is enough. That's beautiful to me. And then she's 18 years old. It's interesting to me the the age groups of people replied to me the younger the younger generation of women seem to really know who they are in Christ. And there's not, there's not any question about it. They know. And then they're like middle, middle, I say middle, gosh, I think I'm on the older spectrum now, but um, after, say, 30, say 25 to 30, the women that respond to me. They really struggle with the wording of what they're trying to say to me. They want to believe they're enough, but they have to put these clauses in here. But Jesus is, you know, blah, 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 blah. It's like they have to get the church lingo right to cover what they're saying when they say they're enough. Yes, I'm enough, but you know what I mean? It's like we have have to... Make sure that we say it right because we want we want to be approved. We want everybody to realize that yes, I think I'm enough, but I just want you to make sure. I just want to make sure that you know I mean that that's because of Jesus. Whereas the younger girls are like, yeah, I'm enough because Jesus made me enough. Like no explanation. Like period exclamation mark end of story. I want to be like these younger girls. I just want to say yeah, I'm enough because Jesus validates me. (laughs) Yes, end of story. I don't have to use fourteen hundred words as a disclaimer of trying to make you understand why I believe that I am enough to approach Jesus. I just love it. I love these quotes. Here's another one. I am only enough because Jesus is enough. I myself will never be enough, never enough for myself or anyone else. It is only when I lay it down, completely broken, that Jesus, in his perfection, comes and helps fill in my gaps, fills in my not-enoughness. They said, I do love how we are enough to be able to come to Jesus and accept him and his grace. Isn't that great? Here's another one. Sorry there's so many. This episode is going to be a little longer than normal, but I just love this. Another one says, But for the grace of God, there go I. I am enough in the sense that Jesus takes us as we are. But that's a sure far cry from being enough in the way that society throws around the phrase. I added that in here because I want to say, yes, it is a far cry from how society throws around the phrase. But I wonder... If we if we Christians shy away from things that the culture uses because we're afraid of being attached to that, attached to the way that they're throwing it around. But I don't want us to refuse to believe that we are enough just because society gets it wrong. I read a quote years ago. I can't remember who it was that said it, but it said, stop trying so hard not to be like everybody else and try... To keep your eyes focused on being like Jesus. And that's what I want to say here is, yeah, society uses this term, I am enough, in a way that um, just leaves Jesus completely out of it. But that doesn't mean that we Christians can't claim that phrase, I am enough, just because we are afraid that we're being lumped into culture. That's just another way that we're not walking in our identity. And so, anyway, I just, I love it. Like, Let us not refuse to believe I am enough just because society gets it wrong. Here's another one. When I hear I am enough, I think I am enough because Jesus is enough and my identity is found in Christ. And then another one. My first thought is that I am enough just the way God created me to be. I don't need to work at my salvation or prove myself to what others hold a standard at. Jesus is all I need and he is sufficient. So with all of that said, I just want to offer just three little words of encouragement to those of you who believe you are enough because you know it's the Jesus in you. One, kudos to you for walking in your identity and knowing who Christ says you are. That just encourages me. And so I want to encourage you today. If people are attacking you because you believe that you are enough, don't pick up an offense. Don't pick up a fence when you're attacked because if you can just see those people that they might be motivated by fear and they may not be walking in their true identity, then that will help you not be offended when they attack you for believing that you are enough. And two, I would like to encourage you to ask God to expand your heart and give you a heart of compassion for those who may struggle to believe that they have to earn God's love or approval. Because a lot of times when we have to defend God then we aren't as secure in our identity and we're not really holding on to that Jesus is enough if we feel like we have to go around and correct everybody else. So if you can just ask God for a heart of compassion for those people. And then remember that if you believe you're enough because of Jesus, you don't have to use your energy arguing your belief. Just rest in it. Just live in your identity that he is well pleased with you because you are his. And now I want to read one more quote from you because it kind of transitions us into the phrase, Jesus is enough. So my friend said, We are created with all the right stuff, nothing to prove to God except that we love him and care deeply about his other kids. Yet we are also made to be a part of a whole humankind, community, back and forth relationship with him and his creation and nature, not just with people. Jesus is enough with nothing to prove to his creation. Unlimited capacity to love and forgive is enough. But telling people that Jesus loves them and considering that enough, it just doesn't fly. Not if they are hungry, oppressed, silenced, hurt, parched, or kept away from the body of Christ because of differences we don't yet hold with the love of Christ. I love this because that, phrase like we just say Jesus is enough or just pray more or get in your word or Jesus is all you need. It just doesn't offer a tangible hope when people are shattered. They need more help from us to get them to a place where Jesus can become enough for them. If someone's drowning and we just say well just hold on to Jesus. I'm not mocking it. I'm just saying that's not very helpful it's not very helpful. Yes, the truth is Jesus is enough, but we've got to offer them something more tangible. We sit up on our, our places where we don't even realize our own brokenness or maybe we forgot where God delivered us from and we just tell people, well, just hold on to Jesus. Just believe truth. Just, just claim God's word over yourself. Jesus is enough. Jesus is sufficient. His grace is sufficient. All those things are true but we've got to make them more tangible and applicable for the people who are who are really struggling. Yes, Jesus is enough, but our words don't often help when people are in these places, like my friend quoted. So I just want to give us three conversation starters for the Christians who are so quick to correct people who say I am enough. If that's you, if you're one of those people who just feel like it's your mission to correct people when they say I am enough these three conversation starters are for you. And I've probably been here, not over this phrase, I am enough. I've never felt the need to correct anybody in this particular phrase, but I have in, in, in prior years taken that on. Like, no, they're believing wrong. I, I need to make sure that they believe right. And so then I would take it upon myself to direct them to what's really true. When even if my words were right, my motive was probably wrong and my identity wasn't solid, if I had to go around to correcting everybody else and making, you know, making sure they believe truth, because in doing so, then I, am I really believing in the Holy Spirit's power to convict people? Am I really believing in God's ability to see through pe- to see people through to completion? No. So three conversation starters for Christians who are so quick to correct people who say I am enough. The first one is, why don't you ask the Lord why you feel the need to correct and defend? Ask the Lord why you feel so passion- passionate about having to correct everybody who says it. Sit with, sit with him on this. Like really ask him. Because if Jesus is really enough for you, for us, why do we feel the need to defend him? Why do we feel the need to correct others or make sure they see why you think they're wrong? What is that? What is that with the Lord? Ask Him. Sit with Him. Ask Him to speak to you. Ask Him to show you why. What's the motive? Why do you use so much energy combating this phrase, I am enough? The second conversation starter is also a conversation with the Lord. I want you to ask Him about your identity. Are you secure in your own identity? If you don't even know what I'm talking about... If you don't know where to find those in scripture, Google scriptures on our identity in Christ. Go to episode one that I have posted. It will just speak God's identity over you if you're a child of His. But ask the Lord to show you your identity in Him. Ask Him to reframe this phrase, I am enough. Because you are enough. You don't have to accomplish anything on your own, you're enough to approach Him. You are enough to be used by him. You are enough to worship him. Yes, it's all because of Jesus, but you are enough. And so, if you can ask him to help you reframe this phrase for yourself, then maybe you won't be so fearful of believing that you are enough. It might set you free in areas. It may take away the need to combat everyone who believes they are enough. It may just help you settle into a new freedom in Christ, believing in your true identity. So I just want to encourage you to ask the Lord if you're really, truly walking out your identity in Him and just sit with Him with that until He he gives you some answers over it. And the third thing, the third conversation starter is conversations with friends. Maybe ask some friends what these phrases mean to them. Ask them, what does it mean when you hear I'm enough? Or what does it mean when you say I'm enough? What does it mean when you hear that Jesus is enough? Like, hey, I saw on your Facebook the other day you put I'm enough. What does that really mean to you? Like, I'm interested in hearing your heart behind it. Don't set in judgment over them. Be a safe place for them to speak. Don't be waiting for them to stop talking so you can answer your reasons. Just listen and ask God to expand your heart, to hear your friends, to hear the heart behind the people that we're supposed to love. Because really what it's going to do is just going to expand your heart and your ears to hear the hearts of God's people, and and maybe you might find something new out about your friends. Maybe God will show you something, give you a different perspective, just open your eyes to see people in a new light, maybe give you a new filter to look through. I don't know what your life looks like, but I just realized recently when I was talking to a friend, we sat down and talked some things out about um, a, a podcast episode that she helped me put together, and I realized, wow, I think I think I'm very, I'm not narrow-minded, but I think my filter is very narrow because my life does not look like most people's life growing up. We just all have different filters, and my childhood was not like the majority of people, so... It just helps me to sit down and hear my friend's heart and ask them questions. Well, why do you believe this? Why do you think that? Why did you post that? I want to hear what you felt when you read that quote and then you reposted it on Facebook because it... The quote didn't settle well with me. So I want to know where you're coming from because I want my heart to be expanded and see Jesus in that. I want to see the motive behind that. I want to have more grace and compassion and understanding. So that's all I have for you today. I just want to encourage you that you are enough. You are enough to approach the throne of grace and he will give you strength to keep going on and he will help you realize that our enoughness is because Jesus validates us. We are righteous because Jesus took on our sin. We know it's all about Jesus. So if you're one of those who just get so frustrated with the phrase, I am enough, just start listening to the hearts behind it. Because believers, Christians, people who've sat with Jesus, the broken, the ones whose wounds Jesus has bound up and healed, they know They know that Jesus is enough. They know that he is their source. They know that he is their provider. So don't just cast them off or feel like you have to rebuke them because they are saying I'm enough. What they might be saying without a million words is that I am approved. I am chosen. I am holy. I'm a royal priesthood. I am his righteousness because they're walking fully in their identity in Christ. I absolutely love meeting you guys here, but I did it again. I always seem to do all the talking, especially here in this space. But I want to hear from you. It's a highlight to hear the honest parts of what's on your heart. So go click the link in the show notes to join our Facebook community where you can chime in about this specific episode. If you're encouraged here listening to the Honest Ugly podcast, be sure and subscribe and share with a friend. I'll talk to you guys soon. But before we leave, say this with me. I am fully known and deeply loved. Nothing I do will make God love me more, and nothing I do will make Him love me less.